Hello, this message comes to you from England on a little shiny MP3. This is Mark Lewison, and I'm here to tell you that you are listening to the 100th episode of Fab Four Free For All. A hundred episodes? Oh, it's like 200 hours of my life that I'm never going to get back. And welcome to another edition of some form of Fab Four Free For All, whether it's the or a uh, or an and Fab Four Free or For last. All. Or yes. No, it's a. A and is for, for, for vowels. And um, we like to move our vowels on this show. There you go. Oh. oh. Ran away. And, and as you know by joining us, uh, and hopefully you have joined us before and will join us again, but that nope. form of humor is the type of thing that has been present in as of now. 100 episodes Yay, 100 of uh, Fab Four Free Four <laughs> and um you know it's it's uh, it's exciting it's exciting well it really it's is. exciting for me your moderator today Tony Chiguardo who has been joined on this wonderful fun journey uh, by my friends Mr excited Mitch Axelrod and my friends over there and I'm showing us. it that's me Rob Leonard <laughs> are you excited <laughs> I am but you know on the other show we hit 100 shows and then we, we broke up <laughs> <laughs> well alright thanks everybody good night we'll good see night. you all but no, uh, we stayed around that's yes a, that's true we, the, we the, stayed around the first series and then it was program. us three yes and then there, and were there three. was three which uh, was our last show yes yeah, so the next album's called Wind in the Wuthering and then the, no I'm Sorry, but but if we we decided that for um, being one hundred shows in special show that a fun thing to do because really the the truth of the matter is and the reality is that the only reason why we are a hundred shows in is because there are people all over the world like yourself who are listening to the show and enjoying the show. Thank you, and thank you for that, and giving us feedback and making us laugh and. Uh, creating some incredibly thoughtful and spirited. Uh, spirited comments and commentary on Facebook and on the blogs. Well, you know, and, at, at you know, the fest this past um, yeah. February when it was in New York City, we met a lot more people. I don't know if it was because it was in New York City or just because we're more known now. And we couldn't like walk more than... 25 feet sometimes yeah. where people would just come up and say, hey, you guys do the Fab Four free-for-all. Yeah. Hey, we love it. Yeah. And sometimes cool. people would just say that or, or sometimes they want to ask us things what we said and we don't yeah. remember what we yeah. said. <laughs> like, I'm like, did I say that? Yeah, you well, said that, Rob. <laughs> yeah, you that one old lady who slapped me, I wasn't happy though. <laughs> well, it's because of what you said. It was my there, wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what makes me laugh is that if you think about it, you know, bands put out an album, an album runs 45 minutes to an hour. Most bands put out 15, 20 albums in their career. We've been doing shows that run between 45 minutes and an hour and a half, and a hundred of them. Right. You know, and so that we, half the time, we don't remember what the hell we were talking about. Not at all. I never remember. Um, But we do appreciate, especially those of you who are going back and finding the shows. And And the uh, old incarnation as well. And the old incarnation as well. And again- I'm proud of those shows too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, know, let's be honest. Yeah. We, we, the three of us, would not be here without- Right. four of us. Absolutely. So, you know, we yeah. have to give a nod to our old partner as well. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. And that's that. But, you know, we, as, a, as a threesome, yeah. uh, 100 shows is pretty special. And like you said, Tony, there's no way we, you know, we could sit in a diner booth and talk about the Beatles all day and night right. and eat our hamburgers and stuff. But it, it, it gets messy, especially if we do it in the studio here. But 
you know what? The three of us together hanging out here um, are only here, as you said, because of all of you out there. And with that in mind, we took it to the uh, Internet and Facebook for a, a show a few episodes back where we fielded some questions. That was a great Live show. on oh, the telephone. That was fantastic. And we are going to do that again, but keeping along that same line and within this series of inter- true interaction. And honoring uh, you. And honoring you all for getting involved. As some of you may know, uh, Mitch posted a request and we oh, set, so set a request on one of the on shows. On one of the shows. And keep them coming. Yes, keep them coming. This is not to say don't continue but definitely do so. Keep questions coming in that you would like us to field here on the show. So for this, our 100th episode, let's make it the first one of uh, listener write-in questions. And, Honoring uh, you, the listener. Yeah, and I will I will be moderating this episode and um, going to start with one that comes from a longtime listener, Esmeralda. It's, again, one of the many, many questions. Please bear in mind, we got many more questions that we could go through we in one episode. Lot. So we're picking and, and going through and in some way randomly and kind of, you know. If you don't hear uh, yours now, yep, you, you, you may will hear later. on a future right. episode. Esmeralda asked, if John Lennon hadn't been killed and had indeed toured in 1981, which was a proposed idea, what three songs would you have wanted to hear or see him do? So, great question. Great question. And and I assume that we're talking solo stuff because uh uh-uh. well, well, no. Well the funny thing about that when we when the Ken Sharp book came out, one of the things they talked about or he talked about quote I forgot who we quoted, it might have been Earl Slick. I don't remember the exact person. John wanted to redo She Loves You and I Wanna Hold Your Hand as different re- arrangements. Correct. But with this I think we have to go on the premise that she said what would we have wanted him to, not what he probably would have done. She's asking, what would you want right, him to right. do? So we could have him do eight days a week if we want. That's right. not saying he would ever do that. Right, right. But, That's true. And you also have to pretty much say that he would have concentrated on double fantasy. Probably, yes. In this tour. Yeah, Because right. he would have Yoko with him. Right. So on that premise, is that fair to say? I would Definitely. say so. Yeah. All right, sure. so then the tour would have focused on it. Right, it would have. I mean, at Double Fantasy and what would have been uh, Milk and, and Honey. And the other- Because th- they probably might have- Well- He, he may have- you Maybe know, he might have said, here's something new and pull well, out Well, they also, out. don't forget, they were going to be releasing Milk and Honey well, pretty they, soon. Well, he talked about that. I don't think he- Whether he did or not. Well, yeah, Let's just say he's going to go well, for Double Fantasy. Well, my, my question about this tour, if it would have happened, would John been the first one to reach into the Beatle bag of songs- well, Paul did it for Wings Over Marathon. But he only did five, five, times. five yeah. songs. Still it's not like in 89 where Ringo and Paul, you know, half the tour is, or half the set list is Beatles stuff. I fully believe that John would not have pulled out I a lot. He probably, agree. like 72, I go back in the past just once. Yes. He would have done it three times. So maybe what's her three songs, maybe that's where she's getting it because I don't think he would have gone back a lot. I, I agree. But I think, maybe the three? I think I Double think so. Fantasy is going to be the feature on that. You're right. Right. But he still would have to put together an hour and a half or two hour show. Yeah, sure. that's true. In, in 1981. Because by then it was longer, much longer. Yeah. You couldn't okay. get away with a half hour. No. And you couldn't get away with an hour and a half. So go ahead. Go ahead. My songs, well, I would love to hear I'm Losing You. Okay. But um, he's going to do that. Yeah, I know. Okay. But I would so still want to hear it. Okay. Um, that wasn't released as a single. No. Uh, I love both versions of it, by Chances the way. Chances are he would have done the whole album. Uh, maybe. maybe, maybe he would have featured her stuff. I don't know. So of course, yeah, yeah. Yoko would have been featured. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe not like Dear Yoko, but right. But again, probably the Rockers. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. I would. I'd pick. Uh, I'm losing you, which I happen to love. 
I, I have a feeling that Walls and Bridges would not be picked up on because he knocked the record so much in those interviews in 1980. You never know. So I would probably want to hear Mind Games. Oh, interesting. And I'm, I'm sticking with the singles. Could he do well, 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 it? Well, I'm he wasn't a single, so well, I should say here, Here's what I, I'm not saying what I'm, I'm doing, but I think to go with your premise, I think for a, a John and Yoko show, other than Double Fantasy, he would have to do the singles. He didn't have that many hits. Right, right. So he would have to. So, so I'm thinking a little more outside the box, but go ahead. Uh, so I'm thinking Mind Games and... Could he do that vocally? I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to sing. You know, back yeah. then it was. And if if it was true, if, and he was going to redo "She Loves You," I would love to hear because if, if he's going to change the arrangement, Oof. I would like to hear how he would have changed that arrangement. So loungely, she loves you, yeah, yeah, like the like the woman on the uh, McCartney uh, TV, James Paul McCartney TV special. Oh, yeah. would have done it just like that. She loves you, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, you know what I think. Never I, in a. I, <laughs> I, I, I think I think it. the opening would have been taken away. I think that might have been taken away. You know, it'd start off where you think, you've lost your love, well, I saw her. No. no I think you would have just know. done it differently. I don't know. Wow. Well, that's, that would be a different way of arranging it. So those are your three? Those are my three. I mean, there's a lot more, but I I, know. I'll, we'll, we'll stick with three. Mitchell? Uh, if you're talking about solo, I think he would have done Anything. the hits. So he my, would have done a few hits before he went on stage. Probably. probably. This is not a poll show. So I think if, if I'm just talking solo... I want to hear him do Crippled Inside. Ooh. Because that's a cool bopper, you know, you could do on the... But I can't see him doing it with Yoko on stage. Mm. I think he could do Bless You. Oh, I'd Ooh. love that. Because Yoko's on stage, he wow. could just face her and do it. And, and, really... and, and that song is so for Yoko. And he could do you it. The, that band would have been perfect doing it. Yeah, that... The, that double fantasy band. Yeah, they could right. do anything. They, they were very good. I mean, they did... Borrow time and forgive me, my little flower princess. Right, right. They could have done bless you easily. Well, Tony Levin f- made that happen, I think. Yes. Yeah, so, and I think I would love. I think I would have peed my pants if he would have done Hold On, John, because it has Yoko in it. Right. Hold on, Yoko. They're both there, and it's a quick song, back to the past. You know, you don't have to sit there and do the hard edge because he wasn't anymore really primal screaming. He might have done Mother as the single, but I don't think he would have reached back a lot for, you know, remember or I found out, you know, you're not sitting no, there with no. your blank in your hand anymore. Now you're content. So maybe he would have done Hold On John. It's going to be all right because it did turn out all right. Yeah. It did, but there's all, yeah. Okay, well, that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it did. No, I like and it. As far as Beatles, like I'm going to give you four, but I'm going to try, I'm gonna try four. to- Four? Well, what's what, 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 three songs? Three no, 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 I'm saying as far, if it would have done Beatles, you said okay. solo and Beatles. Hey, oh, as Merelda oh, asked the question, she deserves an answer. <laughs> oh, I, I, I want one more, damn it. <laughs> then go for it. What do you no, want? Yeah, go Okay. I would have, I'm thinking about it, I wrote blank slash blank, because at first I want him to do If I Fell. But because it's a, uh, a duet, really, with right. Paul Harmony, I think maybe he would have pulled out Girl. So, because that's a good song by himself to do. Wow. And Yoko could have done the tit. <laughs> <laughs> and Yoko on tit. <laughs> <laughs> well, ba- based on that, based on that, then he's probably doing... You know, we think, just lost Yoko. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. She's laughing. She's she has laughing. to be. But, but if you think about Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds... John did a very nice job with Elton John's version. Yeah. Yeah. And would he maybe go to that arrangement? Yes. Well, that's a question. Yes. Well, all right. Honestly, I think yes, I think would. if he would have for an acoustic section, if he would have done Julia, which I think was very, very poignant. 
Wow. He could have easily just wow. sat with his with his guitar and done Julia on a stool. I don't, and I would have been like, Whoa. I don't think people did acoustic sets back then. 81? I don't think they were doing it, them. But he could have. It was before. He and don't don't, don't forget, the song is about mom and Yoko. So guess what? Perfect. My pee in my pants Beatles song, if he would have done, would have been Happiness is a Warm Gun. I would have gone nuts. But I think if he would have done any kind of rearrangement for the Beatles part, I think he could have done a killer Strawberry Fields. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Tony? <sighs> Don't give me the... Uh. Well, no, because I, I have like five, but uh, you No, three, sir. Three. Three, three. sir. <laughs> five. Um, <laughs> if you're asking me what he might have done versus what I want him to do... No, no, she's not. I, she's asking what, what you want, want him, to, him do. to do. Yes. Don't do the minor. He comes out for the encore. And he, he does? He sits down at the piano, and him and the band break into isolation. Could be. That's the encore. First encore is isolation, and then but the is very last. Encore? The no. very last. Yes, <laughs> it is. First encore, because the very last. So, Lation. Two, three, four. But a dump. Instant karma. Is it right into instant karma? Yeah, but he's karma. doing that that's one. That's it. That's the big. That's the but he's doing end that. of the night is instant karma. But instant that's karma, the, he's doing. Yeah, we all but, shine on. Bye-bye. But, but a lot of times, I know. artists will use as the first encore Something a lead-in song that's yes. slow, Absolutely. that's, that's okay. meaningful to them. Then they go into the big finish, and then the crowd walks away happy. Okay. So to me, that's isolation instant karma. That's I your could, closer. I, I still think Give Peace a Chance is your closer. Still. Even yeah, though in true. 1981... We're in a different place politically. You have Reagan as your president. And that's why... And you have different feelings about, ah, that's, about peace that's and why, war. That's why my third song is the closer of the main set, which is Free to People. Ooh, no. I would love Free to People. Free to People. I would that love been, Free uh, to People. I would that like Free to been, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> that would have been the we don't care what flag you're waving. Yes. That's the positive. That We're going to stick it to the main That's probably what he would have done. Free to people, uh, knowing uh, his mindset. Yeah, that. And she could have been free to people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, and, but, and Reagan six 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 is your name. I mean, there's still Ronald Wilson Reagan. Right. Yep. You know, he's okay. back. He yeah. wrote that before Reagan ran. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. So that's good. Okay. Yeah, I'm free to people, wow. but I still think he. Closes. Rob, that was really deep. Holy well, crap! You, the six 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 Ronald Wilson Reagan. I never. Wow. I, I remember it from when I was in, in college. That was that was cool. I like that. But I think okay. he still ends with "Give Peace a Chance." Maybe it doesn't go on like on the one to one concert. Wow. But maybe he at maybe, some point. At some point, he they do a it. refrain of it. You know, yeah. just like like Paul did. Uh, a lot. Yeah, and then Ringo does it also. He right. does give Peace a Chance in there. All right. Well, thank you, know. you thank Esmeralda. Thank you, Esmeralda, for right. listening. And that question was really good. We move on to another to London. question. To London. We jump across the pond to our friend Simon, <laughs> who asks a question that made us all go, hmm? what? Yeah, we really uh? did the Scooby. Uh? Uh? Just suppose that Paul McCartney had married Jane Asher rather than Linda Eastman. How does that affect wings, quote unquote? Would there be a wings? Ooh, that is such a great. Now great that's a question. whole show. That's an episode. That, we're gonna, the road. that is an episode. Yes, but, but we're going to give it the yeah. five minute treatment here because yeah. it'd be nice to interview a, Jane Asher about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good, good luck. luck. But she doesn't talk. Drink your only <laughs> beer. I give her credit. And, I do too. You know, she could I have easily. Paul has yeah. a small. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not even that. I, I mean, I'm just, just kidding. No, but just, yeah. all these years, she's yeah. kept true to her word, yep. which is good. She's a great actress, by the way, uh, yeah. on West End in Broadway shows and stuff. Anyway, and she has like a cookbook, and so good on her. But what do you think? Um, wow, it's such a deep question did, because you don't know where to begin. Well, first of all, did she ever do any singing in any of her acting? 
you know, I don't long, know. You know, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't so think I'm so. not going to go with the. She's a a different woman than Linda. But don't forget. Yeah. But don't forget though, she's a different woman from Linda. But Paul is the one that roped Linda into the band. Not band. I Linda is a broad from New York. Yeah, right. I, I mean, you know, and, and I mean and that respectfully. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, totally I respectfully. Absolutely. I want. I would have loved to have partied with Linda. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. This is. Total in respect, deep respect for Linda, but she's abroad from New York and said, "Get off your ass and and stop brooding with the Beatles." Well, thing. that's a really important point. It that's is. That's different from the idea of Linda being part of the band. No, I'm. Let's. But, but that's a very important. Would there point. be a Wings first? Because how does that affect Wings? Well, if it wouldn't married, be called Wings well, because forget, that was the result of Linda having the child. The title came about anyway. Correct, but, so. but but think about it though. I mean, if he marries Jane, okay. You have to go further. Do the Beatles still break up? Do we assume they still break up? Yes. Okay. With that assumption in mind, I don't think Paul... Damn. Possibly even sooner. No. No, No, I don't think they break up sooner. No, I don't. Possibly even sooner. Why? We don't don't know. Why? Because we don't know what Jane's... Jane never really had that we know of a deep affinity for them. Okay, well, Jane we don't know. She was, well, we, we Jane. Was, we never but, heard about it. But Jane. But you. Every book we've read, the, the next Lewis and book will be the tell-all in this respect. Do we ever really Does read Mark of know Jane? That? Well, no. But where I'm going <laughs> is, in any assessments of the Beatles' middle years, where Jane was prominently a part of Paul's life, okay, and songwriting, and songwriting as a muse, etc. Okay, well, and not I, always as a... I'm looking through Okay, you. right. But also, too, granted, he was close to Peter because of the musical side of things, etc. But was Jane a staunch Beatles fan? We don't. Linda was a huge Beatles fan, admittedly. Um, yeah. Linda, Linda is the one that during the whole Let It Be segment, when Paul is getting upset, remember that Let It Be piece, when Paul is talking about maybe just breaking up in public... Just the Beatles break up. The last thing we do our TV special, and then in the end of the TV special, we say thank you and goodbye. And Linda is the one going, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Maybe Jane would have been behind him going, oh, Paul, enough already. If that's what you need to do, get the hell away from these guys. I don't know. Who knows? We just don't know if she was that assertive. I don't know. I I think she was, um, only because- But again, this is speculation. We I would love to- We don't know Jane. We don't know know enough about her. All we know is that sometimes- she pissed him off for what reason? Well, Maybe because like he it. was a. I'm sure I, there are songs Paul's written about I, I Linda she, when he was upset that oh, we don't absolutely. realize. Absolutely, I yeah. think part of the thing was, and I think this happens to with anyone who's married to a Beatle, is that they always want you next to them. And Jane Asher had her own thing going on. Think about John and Yoko glued together for all those years, and all of a sudden they they popped basically because they were so close together. Yeah, right. You know, Paul right. and Linda all the time being together, whether they're singing on stage well, she or She came whatever. here from New York. Right, right. Yeah. She came here. Yeah. She came um, to London from you know, New think York. Think about Barbara there. and Ringo. They're always together, even though Barbara doesn't act anymore. But for all of them, it's you it's know? become a very positive experience. Sure, I'm not and saying I it's think, a bad thing, but yeah, I think- Well, I, think, I mean, I think the difference between a Jane and a Cynthia was that Cynthia was kind of like under John's thumb. Whereas Jane, we don't know was what Jane was. We've place. never got that sense. I don't know. You know. I don't know. Would there be wings as we know it? No, because I don't think Jane would have sang. I don't think so either. But don't, we don't Paul, even know she can. Would Paul have had a rock and roll band? Yes. Would Paul have survived? What we have heard from a number of sources was 
the brief heroin period that he went through right. At, right after the Beatles breakup. Linda was the one who said, as you said earlier, get off your ass and start being Paul McCartney. I didn't right. marry this layabout. Right. I married Paul McCartney. Get up and friggin' be Paul McCartney. And then he said to her, well, you got to help me then. Would, would Jane have turned around and said- I'm leaving. Right. I married this. I'm gone. I have my own career. I have my own life. I, I married this. this. I can't deal with this. And, right. maybe, and then maybe Paul McCartney dies. Right. I don't mean- <laughs> No, but, I don't- but I'm not seriously. saying it funny. I'm right. just, I mean, maybe he, you know, who's around to help him? She sat there for a long time, Linda, and, and said, get off your ass and helped him through that I period. I think Jane Asher would have done that. We it's don't a, know. We don't know. It's, it's a t- we tough just don't, question. It is. But the question is, would her... there be wings? Wings as a working no, band? No, I mean, that's that's just he. No. He's just putting that out. Would he have gotten, know, would he have gotten, would have happened? I think if he got off his butt and did something, I think he would have found out that he did need people around him to play. I think he would have had a band. Would it have been Wings? Maybe not. But I would ha- it have been as successful? Probably. I have to question. Because Paul was still Paul. I have to question how it, the thing that was so wonderful about the Paul McCartney with Linda is that the Paul McCartney with Linda had a place to go other than England. We have to remember, I mean, here we are, we are New Yorkers. We're forgetting the very, 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 very important part. Well, Linda's that family's New here. York, right. right. But we're forgetting the very important part that New York played in the formation of Wings. You know, Paul came to New York to have these guys audition in basements you and don't whatnot. Th- you don't well, think that, he could have had that happen in London? He could have had that in London, but it would have made... He probably wouldn't have done that. In London, in, in London more people would have known about you it. You got it. It oh, would the, have been... The music business would have known about bingo. it. Bingo. So what would so have happened right. would have been, you know, McCartney doing, you know, oh, hey, you know, I've always... Uh, I like Jeff Beck, and, you know, Beck wants to... I have a feeling it would have been a little more of a... John was still good in the Beatle camp. John still had George on his team. He still had Ringo on his team. Paul didn't. But Paul still had friends. Paul still had Donovan. Paul still had people who he could have called on to say, you want to do something with Paul McCartney in England. But I can't see Jeff Beck working with Paul. No, I'm using that as just a completely, you know, throw it out of the... Though George Martin did produce him, so maybe maybe there's something But But I'm just saying, you know, Paul, I think it would have been a radically different scenario. I, I, I think part of the whole thing with Linda also is not just that, you know, she worked with Paul... But she's also co-credited on so many songs. Yes, you know yeah. people don't well, realize. Well, that was it. also done for different reasons. There was, there was too. Come legal on, reasons, reasons, right? Yeah. You're right. But what if that happened? If he McCartney was McCartney Asher, McCartney Asher, the, you know that doesn't probably doesn't happen if you know she he doesn't okay, marry. Okay, can I throw this out insanely? Yes. Well, I was going to. Okay, go ahead, Jim. Would it have been like a traffic situation where Paul puts together a supergroup for a band or two? In London, if right. it's done Not in traffic, London. traffic, you mean blind faith. I'm sorry. That's okay. Blind I faith. Knew, I knew what you meant. Thank you. Blind faith. Puts together that for an album or two, and then does other stuff. And so it's not maybe a Wings type where, because Wings did exist for eight years, it or did. whatever it was, seven, eight years. Nine years. Yeah. But would that have happened, or would Paul do a, an album or two with like a super group, because he's in London and everybody's there, and then go on to keep doing his other stuff? Does he become the solo Beatle that we know him to have become? Probably Paul McCartney's not. All-Stars. Correct. I agree. Yeah. Paul McCartney's All-Stars. Paul ends up with, the with, Paul stars. with Barry and but, Morris but, Gibb. But, and, but the, and, the thing is, you know, Paul, 
Paul's never worked I'm well that way. He's always needed. Darling. He's always said, "Well, this is the band. You know, Wings was the band. Right. You know, the band he works with right now with Abe and Rusty. They're the band." He's right. always talking about that he is part of a band, even when it's Paul McCartney and these guys. It's still the band, right? Yeah, right. It, so, we all know who it is. Yeah, let's let's get to the next question. Well, wait, what if now? Let's again bring the Asher family into it. Yep. Paul McCartney's done. The Alan Klein crap is finished. Brian has passed away. Paul is now managed by Peter Asher, just like James Taylor. Oh. Ooh. Interesting. No, There's the change. There's the big change. There's the awakening. Does There's it, the but, uh, it, but right. does he let him? Yeah. Paul. He's Paul McCartney. Paul, get up off your ass, Paul. You're, Maybe. You're, 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 does Peter say you're that smacked to him? out of your mind. Well, you know what? My brother is doing great things for James. Or is working with James Taylor now. But nothing against Peter Asher, but he tended to do more soft rock with James. He did, James. but so maybe... And Paul McCartney, what, and another Paul day? Rock. And Paul wouldn't do soft rock. No, Another but day? But, not, but what I'm talking about is is more of the rock stuff. But but again, you know. though, so thinking about the family connection, now it's uh, it, there's another brother-in-law. It's not Lee Eastman. Okay, it's not, yeah. And it's a co-producer. It's Peter Asher, and it's a co-producer. maybe... It's not, and it's somebody who's been working with a guy with a drug issue now it becomes paul okay good point so, good point let's get anyway, let's we, that was a good one there you go Thank you. i'm glad you there you're welcome all, all right, right. So that was fun okay our next question again comes from one of our longtime listeners and this comes from lynn mckenzie and she asks an intriguing question she Very. says another another women. wife related question yeah. women related question suppose yoko ono had never attended a beatles recording session or had never involved herself in their business, like Apple, etc., in any way. However, she still collaborated with John on Two Virgins and her solo projects, as well pee-pee. as on his solo albums. And John had left the Beatles at the same time as in our reality slash timeline. Do you think then that Yoko would be as disliked as she is today under those conditions? In other words, do you believe that it was Yoko's involvement, quote, with the Beatles? That causes fans to dislike her, or is it Yoko in general? Uh, first, I don't think she's as, as disliked as. In hindsight, in hindsight, hindsight. right? Uh, but at also, the time, yes. Um, yeah. But we all know from what we've read and the stories we heard that you know she did not break up the Beatles. Right. Uh, the Beatles were breaking sitting up on an amp. Right. The Beatles were breaking up by themselves. If you want to really put blame on the breakup, you start with. Alan Klein coming into the picture, really, if you think about it, that really, I think, destroyed Paul because he wanted his family involved. And I can understand why the other three didn't want his his family being involved, even though I'm sure they were looking out for him. Um, But to blame Yoko is, I I don't, when I see people like at the fest wearing t-shirts still pissed at Yoko. That's Tony Bramwell. We love you, Tony. But it wasn't Tony. It was other people. No, I know, but But Tony Tony wasn't there, but he wears it. Yeah, I'm sure Tony, if you read his book, is not a fan of Yoko. Right. But I don't, you know, think that she broke up the Beatles. And I think that John wanted her there. John John meets Yoko, and it's this electric storm of everything in his life coming into this crystal of what he was about. He wanted to be an artist, but he thought being a Beatle, you know, oh, I'm selling out because I had to wear a suit. And, you know, well, you know what? It worked, yeah. you know? And Mark Lewison yeah. said, you know what? They were wearing suits right. anyway. Yeah, they were about- It was just leather that. as opposed yeah. to, you know, cloth. So right, and they, they were foregoing for the suits if it meant getting ahead. Correct. Uh, but I think when he meets Yoko, all those little things from the Daily Howl that he would create as a kid all of a sudden returns. 
And that artist, that pure artist that John Lennon always thought he was and, and was, but that pure artist before everything got commercialized, so to speak, the guy who wrote those little bits and pieces, yes. returns. And, and he's an artist now. If you look at the way John talks about his material, like Mean Mr. Mustard, oh, it's a throwaway hack thing, or, you know, dovetail joint or whatever. But other songs that he wrote during that time, like Come Together is, is a huge song, or Don't Let Me Down. There's a style in, that changed when he meets Yoko. It, you know, it, all of a sudden, it's pure. Everything happens. If you listen to John talk about his art, his songs, after he meets Yoko, everything is pure and driven. And he didn't talk that way about his stuff beforehand. And right. I think Yoko right. brought that out. You know, being with Yoko and that anything could be art, you know, in, in Yoko's world. And, and that's the way she's always been. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But do you think, but to address Lynn's question directly, do you think that, and I, I might take it up, but do you think that at the time, if Yoko had not been so visible in the Beatles world, and we knew she was in the Beatles world and she was on the picture sleeve of Ballad right. of John and Yoko and you know but that's you reality that, though and that's real thank you John uh, but, <laughs> but, but, but where I'm going I know what you're saying where I'm going is if that had not happened if the, and if they had protected the Beatles image with Yoko's aspect in it do you think that fans would have been more convinced that oh she broke up the band uh, I'm not saying she, no see I'm not or sure. less convinced I well hang say. on Sorry. it's not Yoko's involvement with the Beatles that causes people to dislike her. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't think many people think she broke up the band. Again, as Rob said, they were breaking up anyway. Uh, what I think it has to do, number one, is, you know, the Beatles were always revered. And anytime they went a little radical, people had opinions. So, you know, first of all, I think the way John went from Cynthia to Yoko Definitely irked people. It I could have been it, yeah. anybody. I should be mean. It, it's it's less about Yoko sitting on an amp than, than Yoko sitting in their house with her robe on. Correct. That's, That's number one. That's I think what burned more people about yes. Yoko. They went. She he and, went from his childhood sweetheart to this radical artist. I mean, forget about that. She's Japanese. Forget well, about these. She he went to someone. Hang on. You know, look, if he would have just said, look, uh, I'm sorry, Cynthia, we're going to get divorced. You know, I, I outgrew you or whatever. I don't love you. And he gets and then divorced. Yoko and then he meets. Six months later. Different story. Right. But because of the way it happened. And don't forget, people were all, oh, with, with uh, Cynthia. She's the, you know, the purebred blonde. So to sum it up, in a way, it's not to say she's. It's Yoko Beetle record that was probably. No. It's Yoko Home record. Maybe. But also, it's, it's the, the time, too. If it happened today. I don't think anyone would care as much. Uh, they Maybe. still use the term homewrecker. I mean, it's yeah, still, but it's not the same as you know, way and other she's not people. A homewrecker she's as not. Much. No, no, no. John no. was the John was the homewrecker. He, John was he the home let wrecker. that happen. Yes, he invited so, her over. Yes, correct. So let's yeah. not. Hey, look, I'm not sitting here saying Yoko's no, a homewrecker. Not at all. It's just that John allowed all. the situation to happen. And public and, perception. Let's face it. Yes, John in is John the Beatle. Is John the Beatle? John. He did nothing wrong. John do no wrong in the member of the Beatles. Foreign Japanese woman, and not. I'm not saying. No, but yeah, this yeah. foreign Japanese person came in and just swooped John away from uh, Cynthia and took him away from our Beatle boys. And, and you had the Apple Scruffs looking at it. Well, at the time, we're just the Beatle followers yeah, looking but they at were it and saying, you know, oh my God, who is she? Who is she? She's so again, but also Cynthia didn't was never at John's side the way Yoko and, and when it became John and yes, Yoko, absolutely. And we should say that High Cynthia visibility. was an artist also. Yeah, uh, but yeah. when John and Yoko got together. Yoko's art 
or the process of what art could and should be was matching what John was thinking. No, yes. influencing, in, in, influencing. John. Where Influence. Cynthia yeah. never influenced no, that, John yeah, with her art. That. I agree with that. And also yeah. Cynthia's artwork was static artwork. Right. Whereas John was starting to, uh, yeah, through people like, like Dunbar and all these people. And Paul. W- and Paul yeah. was starting to think in much more avant-garde terms. I also think that, you know, if, as Lynn says here, if she wasn't as involved, meaning if she wasn't on the picture sleeve of Ballad of John Yonko, if she wasn't in the freaking movie all that the was time. In, that was in, what, May of 69? You're right. April but, of 69? But she's still there. You know, I mean, no one else was. Right? No one else was on any picture sleeves. I mean, for God's sake. It's no, called the John, Ballad of John and Yoko, so I, I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but she's but there still, with the Beatles. Right. And right. quite honestly, maybe it's just John and Paul on the sleeve because the other two weren't there either. Right. So it's weird. Maybe it's John, Paul, and Yoko instead of, you know, And maybe if them. it's not released as a single and just put on but, somewhere else. Because John threw it in our faces, not blaming Yoko. Mm. The Ballad of John and Yoko. And let me th- say another reason why I think John threw things in people's faces. Let's take one of the first big things that happened after the Beatle breakup. After the Beatle breakup, all right, obviously, instant karma, Yoko's knitting. Solo. But, solo, but that's where I'm going. But now you get to Lennon Remembers, the first look back on the Beatle years, right. the first comment about the breakup. Every effing thing he's going is, well, me and Yoko, well, me and Yoko, well, me and Yoko, right. well, me and Yoko. So really what he did was he took the blame off of him by saying sort me. Of. I wanted to say you to Harrison. I wanted to say this or that. I felt this. I didn't want to communicate with Paul anymore. It was, well, Paul didn't understand. No, Paul didn't understand because you were being a jerk by making him have to get to you through Yoko. He threw Yoko under the bus. A little bit. Really? He did. I, I think... He well, he, she became the scapegoat the for she, everything. She, he made her the scapegoat and she, virtually And I feel bad everything. because... It didn't really change until they left England. It seems that when he got to America, even though the government's going after him now instead of just fans and the press, that until Nixon was reelected and then John took the girl to the room in front of everyone and basically embarrassed Yoko, that it was pretty good. And then yeah. after that, they, they just started to, f- to fade out. And But you know what? You know, she could have been easily dumped on the down the road the way other pe- yeah, other girlfriends here's were. The, here's or I take issue with that, that because even in the solo part, nineteen seventy three, he's not with Yoko. All right, he is now going to L A. Well, part of it is pa- you know, pa- pa- part of it, you. but he's going to L A. He's telling Elliot Mintz, "I might be back with the Beatles." Guess what? He goes back with Yoko. There's no Beatles anymore. So she, no, hear me out though. She gets a bad rap. I'm not saying she did anything, but he went back to her, which. Guilt have, by association. Right. And he might have killed the yeah. whole Beatle thing. Because, again, yeah. perception wise, yeah. perception wise, perception right. was that she right. broke up the Beatle. Perception. And now in 73, 74, he's saying, I'd love to work with them. May Pang said, he said he would. And then he went back to Yoko and put. Door closed on the Beatles again. No wonder she gets a bad rap. I'm not saying it's her fault. He did it again. He yeah. went back to her. She didn't say no Beatles. She didn't. Even, I don't even know if she knew. We don't know that. But again, guilt by association. So even at the end, you know, we always heard Paul came up and said, you know, hey, we'd love to talk to you. And, and supposedly Yoko said, oh, she didn't even tell John that he called. You just never know what's true anymore. So she gets a bad rap from much speculation and, and perception and maybe that's not that shouldn't be the case right. one thing i give her credit for just 
One for, thing? Well, a couple of things, but the way she's handled the John Lennon estate for the most part, uh, I think- Let's not go there. Well, I think- That's not the question. Down. Well, the, the releases have been very good, I think. So, I, I think a uh, good question, Lynn. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you. And we're going to use that question to take a break, end part one of our 100th episode. Yeah. Part one. Yeah. And uh, again, to thank you all for being part of this and more of your listener questions when we come back. Are they Fab Scruffs? They are Fab Scruffs. Okay. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab Four Free For All, each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects. Mitch Axelrod's two books, Beetle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beetle show, and Little Billy and Baseball Bob, can be found through all of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, contact Mitch on Facebook. And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beatles show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beatles Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash WHPC, and also look for it on TuneIn.com. And Tony Truquardo is the host of 4F, free format for free, on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time and also at www.wcwp.org. Also available on TuneIn.com. And we are back Ouch. for the 100th episode of Fab for Free for All addressing 100? 100? Wow. 100! Please Yay. insert the 100, 100, 100. And this next question comes from Bill in Queens, New York. Hey, hey Bill, how you doing? Yo, Queens. Hey, how right. you doing? Yo, Bayside We're local Rocks, boys. man. What you doing? Hey, I'm from hey, Howard man. Beach. Where are you from? There you go. I'm from Washington. I'm from hey, the Bronx. You ain't forget the Bronx. I was born the Bronx. in the Bronx. And where are you from? Hey, man, I'm from, uh, I'm from Nassau County, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you the tough guys. Wow, that so sounded you really had, tough, bro. Yes, you had grass <laughs> on your playground. All, all, all the mob guys moved all to Nassau Excuse me. I didn't have any grass on my playgrounds. All right, I sk- when I they slid, were, I slid dude, and I, ripped I, up my I, whole leg. I was born in the Bronx. They were dealing grass in my <laughs> playground. <laughs> That's why you like Paul so much. <laughs> there you go. An instant right. connection. Uh, uh, Bill, how you doing? And, and Bill says, which is cool. That's a very good one. To all of us fanatics, the Beatles truly were such a perfect band that it never ceases to amaze us. And now Bill gives his sort of impression of this. However, there's one misstep in the Beatles story that's always irked me. Just For one. what possible reason did they change the cover of Let It Be from the amazing updated shot of them on the balcony to the somewhat boring version that we now have. How perfect their album discography would have been visually with those albums as bookends. Can you guys come up with what you consider to be a Beatles misstep? Okay. Uh, I'll tackle that first. First of all, as I was saying, oh, Mike, I think they misstepped on Abbey Road. Mm. Oh! Chish. Um, you know, and, and Bill, to get to your point, uh, in hindsight... The, the perfect bookends were the red and the blue. Yeah, so, it, it, that actually works better. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, so. I don't think, and I'm, let it be as much as it's boring, it's perfect for the breakup. It's four separate pictures. Yeah. So, I <laughs> like Roy Carr and Tony Tyler. It's a cardboard it, tombstone. Yes, no, it really it, is. It really is. But and it, they're right. But if, uh, if let it be was released as get back, that yes, would actually would give have made me, more sense. It, yeah. it would have, yeah. but you know what? Funny enough, and I want to get to my misstep, but funny enough, if they would have done it as Get Back and 12 Others or whatever, right. they would have given the miss 
conception that the Beatles were pretty happy and going forward. Right, forward. right. And they weren't. No. They were breaking up. They were jumping off the EMI railings at that yes. point. Yeah. But, but it would have been yeah. a cool cover. Yeah, you, and let but it you be. But you would have also not known that it was the last album. You would have thought it would kept going. So in it's hindsight, true. you know, what if they would have put out another album? Then it's not bookending anymore. Yes. We, now we, it, we, it, didn't, we didn't know at the time. Didn't and they, the didn't, time. Well, they didn't, didn't either. know either, really, if you yes, think about sure it. Yes, sure, they did. By, no, they by didn't. let they it be. Did. No, because they said, George always said, I know. maybe he would, you know, they'd do some solo well, stuff. Right. And come, you're so, right. And Rolling what if, Stone what if magazine, the, even. They, what if 74, they yeah. come back and do an album together, and that becomes the last album cover, instead of the Get Back and 12 Others. Right. So bookend-wise... Now we know that the red and the blue are definitely bookends, and it's cool. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I like that better, actually. It yeah, works much it works. better. I forgot who brought those pictures back for the 73 album. I, I should look that up. I forgot who, whose idea it was to say, well, let's take the we Please Please Me and then the, the aborted version of uh, Get Back. Interesting. You know, yeah. Very well done. Yeah. Um, but my misstep, I, I hate to say it, sometimes their, their wit and their honesty hurt them. And I think the... Really? <laughs> I yeah. What what part of the Beatles are we talking about? What years? Because I'm talking about the Christ statement. Oh, okay. That part. Do you really take that as a misstep though yes, from I do. John? Yes. Why? I don't I because you don't you don't uh, think, wait, you don't let, think that let what me no, but I'm just saying you do you think that as a statement? No, I don't think. No, 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 no. So then, the misstep wasn't the Beatles' fault; it was the press's fault. No, no. Let me finish. Dad. Okay, I'm really thinking. It wasn't. It was a correct statement and an honest statement. The unfortunate thing is that the misstep was actually saying it. I'm not saying he shouldn't have said it, and I'm not saying more. I mean, it's more of a more inclusive. You sound like the apology. No, I'm not saying whatever he was saying. Let me finish. Maureen Cleave took it out of context and printed it and said, state, did the she whole didn't. thing. She, she didn't. Pre- yeah. Yes. But the fact that he was so open and honest may have been a misstep. And here, here's why. Because that really, maybe it was the misstep they needed to move to Pepper so they could stop touring and stuff because it got to be crazy with the burning and everything. Mm. Uh, let me, it's my, not, I know, my opinion. I know, I know. You know, maybe all the garbage that followed his statement may have put them forward in the right direction. So maybe it was a misstep that led to good things, but I really do think it was a misstep because the 66 tour was crazy in terms of possible shootings and, and violence and and then the Beatle burnings and, and lower attendance. And, you know, again, even the Beatle cartoons suffered. I, I'm not saying that because I'm the cartoon guy, but yeah. a lot of the publicity around the Beatles was negative, whether it was right or wrong, justified or not. I, so I think maybe the misstep... While maybe not completely John's fault, maybe their honesty uh, or his honesty at that time was a little too much for us. I think that if he had said that to an American journalist, he wouldn't have said it. If he said it to Maureen, he was Cleve, talking to a friend in the so, in so UK. Who, who That's a good point. He trusted. Yeah. He wouldn't have said yeah. that at a press conference in 1965. It, it ended up being part of the press conferences of, 70, of 66, but. That was because this thing was misquoted into Datebook. And I actually have the Datebook magazine. Yeah. And it's so purposely done to embarrass the Beatles. Yes. So, but Datebook had been. But is that a misstep or not? I don't know. It may have been. You always have to wonder how, not to bring in something completely wacky, but you always have to wonder how Paul felt about the fact that one of Danny Fields was one of Linda's best friends. Right. And Danny was the one that did that. That started uh, at, all that at the time crap they, for them and yeah. stuff. I, said, I wonder if Danny never, ever. Yeah, but here's the problem. That's again in hindsight. Danny Field, 1966. 
Well, he didn't even know Linda until yeah. later. So no, but and still, maybe by that time, still, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he apologized. But also, but is, it was there was that was just the height of yellow journalism. Is there yeah, something? Yes, just, but is there you know. is there such a thing as a misstep in the right direction? Um, well, you be because of what happens as a result maybe. down the road. Yeah, I, I think I mean, the Beatles were going to stop touring anyway. You know, they put out Revolver. And so what's your mistake? But, John, but, but Revolver, when it came out, it wasn't, you know, we think a it's live a, album. Right. We don't, we thought now it's maybe their best album ever. But back then, if you look at some of the reviews, it wasn't, they got some really mixed reviews on that album. And it's a different album. Yeah. It's, it's Absolutely. different than Rubber Soul. It's an out there album in many senses. But Absolutely. it got different reviews in different areas because they got different albums. Right. UK got the different album from the US. It was two different reviews. But still, they both had t- uh, Tomorrow Never Knows on them. Yeah. What's your mistake? I don't know if they made missteps too okay. much. I don't think there's too many. The thing about the Beatles were, you know, you can say Beatles for sales a misstep because it goes, it's going backwards. Not going backwards, I think but, stagnant. But it, it, the thing with the Beatles is everything happened so fast. So even when a Beatles for sale comes out, they're doing um, more songs a few months later. Then it, it's coming, you know, here comes help and here comes other things like that. So any misstep they had, they quickly got up and, and walked away and kept going. They didn't have the missteps where it lingered if they had it. Okay. So that, okay. it's okay. tough to Right. Think. Okay. I got it. Wow. I have to say, I think there were two. Go ahead. Honestly. I think there were two huge missteps. What's that? Uh, one of them, you turn the light on in the dark, you're going to go down the basement, and you take three steps. As you hit the third step, the step creaks. And you tumble, and as you take the first step, it goes magical, oh. mystery, tour, blah, 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 and you fall down the stairs. Uh-huh. I mean, to me, magical mystery tour was okay. was just wrong. It, the it needed the to, movie, the movie, yeah, the movie, but the, the movie music was fine. The music is fine, but the music would have come. Maybe it would have been different. We if don't been know different things to write. But point being, the movie, someone needed to, and it's not again. Is it there? Fault? No. Yes. They're, well, yes and no. They they're, let it out. They but, saw but what they, they had. But they ha- there had to be someone. There was no yes or no man. There, there was, was no, no yes or there no. There was no man. Brian. There was no Brian Epstein. There was no one to help them put on the brakes. So can you take a misstep as a result when mommy and daddy let go of your hand for the first time and you fall and you fall on your ass? That's an expected misstep. But, but did anybody expect the Beatles it. to ever misstep? No. No. But, that was the but problem. When you yeah. took, but did anyone at that time realize that the incredible and intense importance of a person like a Brian Epstein? At no. At that time, either. no. So. You so realize it now. Did they fall oh. on their tushy? Yes, they did. The other it's misstep. It's a big fall, by the way. The other huge misstep to me was only taking a, whatever it was, 60-day break between the White Album and the let it the get back. I, early I agree with that. that that's, that's a good. That one. was a huge mistake at that time. They just needed to mentally take a break. Six John months. needed to go off and do another movie somewhere. They needed another six months. They needed another six months, or at the very least, they needed another time period, like between to refresh uh, between a, a Revolver and Pepper. They saw their where, they saw themselves too much. Yes. They, and, they, and they didn't like each other at that point. Right. So right. go away and try to find uh, that but peace. Familiarity they, breeds contempt. But go do they away for get a while back together back. if they go six months? Yes. You know and what? I think no. Uh, yes, they do. I, they do. They get back together yes, they because- do, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do because Paul still <laughs> picks up the phone and goes, you know, we make really good music and stuff. 
and George, maybe if they George, George, George coming back, but maybe George is starting his solo album. But that's maybe fine. he is. No. you know what? Maybe he is. And, and guess what? Maybe if they did what Kiss did and all put out a solo album or at the, the time, who. which destroyed or the band, the who did? Uh, it, it, but it didn't destroy the Who. No, it didn't. No, but it it maybe if they the all do that. And George, get, well, see, there, there we go again. Maybe if George puts out a solo album of the best of all things was passed. Maybe he does one record. He, and, he, and, of, and maybe he know, doesn't right. come back because he gets the critical praise and they go, right. hey, you're good on your own, buddy. No, but then again, also, too, maybe he does get the critical praise and John and Paul both go, hey, we can give him more stuff. Right. right. Now now they put out another album and right. George has three or four songs I, I, on I it. I think uh, the, the way, yeah, I agree with you, the, the less than two months, really. I mean, the album was yes, done in October. It was, it was done, finished in October. They came needed out in November. six months. Yeah. And, and they started January second. Recharge. Yeah, that that's the thing. Think about Magical Mystery Tour. I was just thinking when you were talking about it, Magical Mystery Tour didn't fail here. Yeah, it did. Sure well, it, did. it didn't play on TV. Didn't that's why it anywhere. didn't fail. Right, but they didn't fail here. Really, it was but supposed it to be shown as a movie, maybe. But but that's but the point, though. It, it, it came out as stories. Most people never saw the Magical Mystery Tour for a while. But think about it, though, Rob. Nowadays. What kind of value do we place on a on a cinematic film that goes quote direct to video? We consider that an incredible failure, right? But so, a Magical Mystery Tour having not even gotten a showing in the United States. Well, well it did in, 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 in college 70, towns, yeah. yeah. But no, it was but, a couple of years later, right? It never. It was originally as a TV special. It wasn't supposed anything. to be a movie. Well, oh. It wasn't supposed to be a movie. It was supposed to be something family friendly to watch on TV for what Christmas on time. Boxing Day, which for is what the it was time, intended yeah. to be. Oh, it yeah. Failed. It, was a, it, it failed. Yes. But I think it, because know. it wasn't shown here and that the fact that the Magical Mystery Tour album did so well, yeah, and then uh, I think that sort it. of- yeah. Maybe it, smoothed it over a little. Yeah. In the States, we didn't probably think about it as much as they did in Great Britain. Until right. they saw it. Everyone right. could see it stoned in a midnight movie in 70-something, and it was. I right. almost did. Yeah. There you go. I did. Good question. So, anyway. So, great question. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, we move Bill. along to Jason. Jason. sends us a question. Gives this us far too much credit. Gives us far too much credit. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. And the, the check is in the mail. Um, it won't clear, but... Apple Records decides tomorrow to do a specialty fan label. <laughs> la, that in itself is funny. A la Elvis Presley's Follow That Dream label. Which is a great I'm label, even, by the way. I'm even going to add to Jason's question here. Okay. Dedicated solely to rarities and outtakes. And for some unknown reason, Lord knows, they put Tony Robb and Mitch in charge of the label. Never happened. That's a misstep I, right there. I'm going oh. to do this. I'm going to add this in. Jason didn't ask this part. What do you call the label? That's oh. my first one. And what is the first release on that label? First of all, it'd be called Crapple. <laughs> <laughs> or Crapital, which yeah, is even Crapital, because we are in charge. Yeah, and, we're in and, charge. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, all right. So well, first I, of all, thank you, Jason, for actually thinking that we would do this. Absolutely. You know, and we I'd would. say no. I, what's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Spinal Tap moment for a second. What's the pay like? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. And I will just explode because yeah. I'm the drummer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. So um, I guess, Robert, do you want to feel that one Well, first? first of all, for those who don't know what the Follow the Dream label is, uh, Elvis, you know, they tape basically Elvis everywhere. You know, the, you know, he was on stage most of the time. They re were recording something. RCA had in trucks the there. Uh, also, they, uh, the label's also taken... Fan recordings, if they don't have it themselves. This is also with uh, Dagger Records for Jimi Hendrix. The Grateful yeah. Dead have their uh, own, yeah, their own fan label now. Basically, well, even they though, allowed everything to be recorded, right? So. But they also recorded everything too. Yes, and other bands have done this too. So it's it's a good idea. Now, 
Apple doesn't think this way. And the Beatles didn't do that. Right. Don't forget to. No. And the Beatles didn't record many of their concerts. You know, they actually they didn't record anything. I mean, Elvis they couldn't was, be heard. You, right, I mean, you had right, the work right. to be done on a concert to we make it to remember that listenable. Elvis was being recorded well into the 70s. Right. A lot of these when it was well Vegas. recorded a lot of, shows. A lot of these shows are from 69 through 69 77. Yeah. When there right. was not the hysterical screaming. Right. They didn't, they didn't scream. Now, sometimes they'll do like 20 takes of like Jailhouse Rock or whatever. Yes, yeah, studio now, recordings. Studio I'm not recordings. sure that even I, as a huge fan, would want 20 straight recordings no. of one song. Nope. You know, you have to be really a diehard to, to mm-hmm. like it. You know, okay, this but, one's a little yeah. different. But it's a specialty fan right, right. label. So what did you put out? My thing is always the beginning. The first one I always do is I, I want to go back and, and just redo the entire BBC stuff from 1962 to the end of the, whatever the last interview was before the breakup. That would be my thing. And include all the interviews from what we've heard with the reissues of Live at the BBC and then Volume 2 and then, of course, the Beatle bootleg thing from 1963. They have everything. Some are better than others quality-wise, but put it out. And put it out, um, either you can put it in chronological order like they did, but I would actually put it out. Here's a, a box of Saturday Club. Here's Pop Goes the Beatles. Here's this, here's that. And then put it that way instead of chronological, make it a little different. Interesting. But okay, I, I always go with the BBC stuff. Um, the Beatles themselves are doing a variation of this, their so-called live project. Matter oh, fact, we don't they, know what's going to be. Well, they just, they just sent an email to all the Beatles.com people saying, did you see the Beatles at Candlestick Park? Yeah, and now well, Ron Howard's going to be there. Yeah, he's he's going to be directing it. No, and he's going to be at Candlestick. They're doing some filming. Oh, okay, there. I didn't know that tomorrow night. Um, but oh. we do know that that show was recorded by Tony Barrow. Tony Barrow, and it it cuts off during Long Tall Sally. And actually, it's not a bad sounding concert considering mm. you know it's on the middle of the field in, at Candlestick Park. So they're looking to do their own ver- variation of live. I, Time will tell. I was just listening to Beatles Melbourne shows and the Paris shows, and they're pretty damn good. You know? Now, I don't know how if they're recorded on multi-tracks or where these tapes are from, and that's going to be the other thing. If Probably it's not from rec- TV shows. Yeah, so those are recorded mono, and you, you can't really do much separation, and that's going right. to be part of the problems. So, you know, I like the live idea, too. I hope they put a lot of stuff out with it. Okay. But that, I always start so with the BBC. the BBC. The What's BBC. the name of the label? Can you think of one? <laughs> if you can, if not, no, I can't think of one. I'll okay. think of one. Well, I'll think right. of the label. If you think of the label, okay. Why well, you have a name? No, um, not yet. I may come up with one. Yeah, we'll have to really go ahead. You know, unless we call the label Celtab. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Celtab. Be- that's interesting. Yeah. No, oh, you can. I, I like uh, it. Well, all right. For me, I'm I, I'm gonna do what I've always wanted to do. I wanted to take each and every album. Sporadically now, I'm not saying all at once. Right. And I'm going to put out the alternate with the Beatles. The alternate Beatles for sale. The alternate help. Just one take of each song? Uh, I don't know. Because, again, like Rob, I don't want to hear five, don't bother me. I don't want to hear five all my loving in a row. But maybe if you put out the album, now again, it's for fans. You don't have to charge a lot. You charge $5.99 if you want. You, Actually, it, the fan label stuff is, is I know, pretty expensive. I know, critique, but, yeah. but, that's, but it's us, so we, we charge whatever the hell we right. want. Maybe what you do is, for with the Beatles, you take the most radical of the outtakes, and you put them in, in order, the same as you would for each album, the most radical. And then if you want to do another CD with it, 
to get the most bang for your buck. Then you could throw on a bunch of other takes that if you want to listen to, you can, but you can have the alternate albums to go forward with. That's the first thing I would do because I think it'd be kind of cool to see each album. Like, you know, again, Hard Day's Night with that radical country western Can't Buy Me Love or, you know, something. Around the I Love Her. You know, the, the, the electric version, version. The electric version before. Yeah, and, it's a t- and then they become different albums. Yeah. And even if you do, you know, the I'll Be Back, what we heard on the anthologies, you know, mm-hmm. uh, different stuff. Just if you can find something, there's a different take on everything. So there may be something that's not radical, but if there's something radical, you, you add it in and you make the alternate albums. That's, I like that idea. But that's not a lot of records. Like, it's not, oh, no, it's not, but mm-hmm. yeah. that's okay. just my idea for now. And we're taking may come up with something the later. first release. Okay. So now I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with the cell tab label. I like that. That's fun. I'll take that. Okay. So we'll do that. Yeah, I get, um, get nothing. I'm gonna say the very first thing. My feeling would be like a lot of these labels, you'd have a launch. You'd probably put two or three titles out at one time. So with that in mind, I think the f- very first thing I would do would be loose ends. Very first thing I'd do would be like just tying up loose ends. Like what? I'd put out a three album set of of. As it came out, not adding anything, I'd come out with a triple disc of the Hollywood Bowl. As it came out in 77, the Christmas album in its entirety. And a third disc with all of the variations worldwide of the tracks that are still not out in the two sets. Such as? The American... Hi-hat opening of... Hi-hat opening of All My Loving. Oh, 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 oh. I got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, that, I, didn't, I didn't realize what you were talking. I thought you meant the live stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, forty-five kind of, uh, U.S. forty-five of, of I Am the Walrus. Of I Am the Walrus. Yeah, all the little things like that that were on like oddities and casualties and rarities right. and look at these and whatever. Um, <laughs> so, and maybe that third disc would only be an EP, possibly. But that's okay. But that would be to me the first release. It would basically just be loose ends. And it would be these. These are things that have been out on the market once before. And have, for whatever reason, right. have disappeared. So I'm not going to do the compilations. I'm not going to do no, 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 love no, no. songs. And, but the stuff that was a real viable product, you know what? Maybe the third disc is going um, to be Hamburg. Just take all yeah. the stuff that's been there before, and that first disc is the box set of, okay, fans, thank you very much for coming. Here's how we're going to start. We'll start by sealing everything up. Now you're done. You got all of it. Now watch the next one. The next one you don't have at all. Well, Hamburg would be. So you get started with the sealing up, tying up loose ends. Now you go. Now that we've done that, now we move on. Here's crap you never had before. You don't want to put out the uh, entire Deco edition. Yeah, that'd left be. That off. That's, I mean, if you if you think about well, it, you we got a box disc. set. That's your third. That's disc. your disc. That's but your third disc. Or do you put that with the Hamburg and make that a separate package? I would actually, and I've said this before, but I would have a Pete Best disc. You know. Here's the t- three songs or four, whatever the songs from the BBC. Here's uh, the songs he did at EMI. And here's because the you already paid him with the anthology, so you might as well, big deal. Yeah, yeah. but I, th- I yeah. think it also just he's sort history. of separates he's their history. It. Yeah, he's part of the history. He They've is. accepted it. And they have. that way. Call it the best of the Beatles. Oh, God. <laughs> no, stop it. Um, but I, I, you know, that's, I would do that. I think the, the deck, Hollywood Bowl, for some reason, Apple does not ever want well, that out you right know, now. So can I just I say something uh, on, on a little bit of a tangent because we never do this? Well, go when we are, when we, yeah, when we are recording, we are right now recording in August of 2014. I have to say that. That's mm-hmm. okay, of course. Because with Tony's idea, 
I'm very surprised. Uh, unless Hollywood Bowl is going to be in this live project predominantly, I don't understand why we're not getting a 50th anniversary release this month of Hollywood Bowl. Because yeah. in truth, and, and again, I'm saying it because we're, we're running a specialty label and we're tying up loose ends. No, I'm, I'm just in talking truth, re- in reality. In reality, when you go back to the Hollywood Bowl album to reissue it as a standalone and not have it be part of a box set, it's not a very good listen. I oh, disagree. I disagree. I, 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 it needs to be remixed. Oh, definitely. Oh, well, no, no, I'm not no, saying no, that. No, but that's what I mean. But you're saying no, no, why, no, no, I'm, I'm why they've say- not released the material. You're no, saying no, no, not no, why no, they've no, not released no, no. the album. I'm not saying that. They should go back. They should have oh, gone okay. back so by now and done a Beatles Live at the Hollywood Bowl and yes. not give us what was released in 77. No, leave us a whole new package. Well, give us. you could even give us the same packaging. We'll give us that album and give us some of the full shows. Yeah. Give yeah. it, you have them. But it's nice. It's, we heard it's, them. It's the only properly recorded and Beatles have, shows. And, yeah, have and that's guy, not saying yeah. much. It was recorded on a three-track. Right, have right. the guys who have done all the remastering, the Peter Muse and all those, get right. and, and, and Giles, right. let them do a proper... You know, and you have two CDs. One from 64, well, one from my, 65. My problem, yeah, and as a bonus, you give us the album. Well, my problem if with want, the, the Hollywood right. Digital Bowl... Digital download of it. Is, That's nice. Okay. No, no. My, my problem with the Hollywood Bowl album is once I got the bootleg... I was like, well, why it did became they include that? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, not this, yeah. that. But, but I, you wanted yeah. it on there. Like, why did they cut out Paul's intro of Ringo before Boys? Because it's great. I love that. That's so funny. But, but on album, they may not have had enough room. The, it was 29 minutes. I understand that. But <laughs> it was a 29-minute album. About 1977, they weren't thinking. Now with I, CD, I, you can put, or DVD, you can do whatever the hell you but want. But I think, I think they were, like, worried about the protection of the Beatles' image. Right. So it's not the McCartney solo albums for 48 minutes. Yeah, we were so, just saying that at the so same I, time. So I think that's my only problem with the Beatles of the Hollywood Bowl. That's one of my favorite albums. It was one of the first Beatles albums I forgot. It's very energetic, it, and I love it. I love yeah. the fact that the Beatles talk so much to the audience. And, and, you know, they're not even sure if they're hearing it. And it's just, it has a great feel. As a fan, it's, it's here the Beatles talking to you. It's one of the few times you get that. Yeah, So absolutely. I think why they don't release that, I don't know. And, and you're right. I think if you're going to do this Beatles Live, they have all this footage from different cameras. And they have a movie, uh, not movie tone, uh, newsreel cameras and TV cameras. They have this tons of stuff. <laughs> There's tons of stuff from Hollywood Bowl that they've matched up over the years that the fan labels... And if you want to talk about fan labels, there are fan labels that put together all this stuff for fans, and you know where to go on the internet to find it. Yep, right. But, you know, right. that's a fan label not being authorized by Apple, of course. Right, right. No, with so. us, they're going to ask us to do the authorized one. Anyway, <laughs> so, so but, thank- but, I, but I also think that part of the problem with the, the fan lawyer thing with the, with the Beatles is stuff that they would put out, like the Christmas album or the Decca tapes, is something that would should come out normally. Yes. It, it shouldn't be just yeah. considered a side project. Right. But if you do, you have the excuse that if it doesn't sell a lot of copies, it was a boutique release. Well, that's... There that's, you go. That's, so, I don't think yeah. the Beatles are ready to admit they're right. boutique yet. Well, well, all right. With that question from our friend Jason, uh, we are going to wrap up this first episode of what I hope to be quite a few in a series of uh, shows that respond to all of the great questions that we are getting uh, here we'll on Fab Four Free For All. We will do more of these. Keep the questions coming in. It's Fab Four Free For All at AOL.com. Of course, you know by now, Fab, the number four free, the number four all at AOL.com. You can also send them in through the website. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this one. I hope you've enjoyed this, man. A hundred shows in. Yeah, and we really do appreciate you. I applaud and, and you, actually, for uh, being here. 
being thank part you. of this. Yeah, yeah really and, and the questions are just fantastic. Yeah. And so there are more. We're, our apologies for not getting to this. We, will be an ongoing. Yeah, we just haven't we enough like pens. It, right? um, so, so like to respond to all of you, but we just haven't enough pens. You like us. You, you really, really like, really us. like oh, us. Oh, you scare me. Anyway, from Sally Field and myself. No, I'm sorry. So we wrap up this 100th episode. <laughs> and of course, I'm your moderator, Tony Chiguardo, having are been you? joined as I have for these last many years by my friend, Mr. Rob Leonard. That's me. And my friend, Mr. Mitch Axelrod. Uh, that's me, and thanks again, guys. And really. that's to me. That's I'm out of here. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.